What it do, snackers, snackets, and snack X's. It's your boy Gage. You are now tuned into the Loading Snacks Movie Club. We are going to discuss Oceans 11. Yeah. Like I said, my name is Gage. You can follow me across the socials at MT Shells, letter M, little T, letter T, S H E L L Z. I'm here with Sin and Jokes and Frosty. And I think I heard a little somebody jump in and join the show. You did. Oh, you did. There he is. Oh, that's what we call the nick of time. Uh, Sin, please introduce yourself. Yeah, you know what it is. It's your boy Sin here. Uh, y'all can uh, follow me across all socials uh, at Sincere619. Uh, if you want to follow me on TikTok for whatever reason, because ain't much there yet, uh, just replace the I with the L. You can find me right there. Sounds good. Jokes. Yo, yo, it's your boy Jokes. Um, you can find me socials at NewJoker89. That's N-U Joker89. And that's everywhere. I've stamped that name on every social media platform. My man managed to make it work. Yes! Frosty! Hey, hey, it's Mario Frosty. Frosty Britches. You can find me at Frosty Britches with a Z at the end on pretty much everything. Everything. Mm-hmm. Everything. I dig it. And Domingo. Yo, what up? It's uh, Domingo Fresh, a.k.a. Domingo Vasquez, a.k.a. Kev Nice. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Domingo underscore Fresh uh, or the company at Creative underscore 71, Creative with a K underscore 71. Everywhere. My man. Uh, as I said, you are now tuned into the Lotus Ice Movie Club. And uh, we get together once a month here, and we discuss discuss the movie of the month. And January's movie of the month for 2022 happens to be Ocean's Eleven. Yes, yes. Um, we are going to dig into this movie. Um, here's what I want to do. I want to start by going over some of the details of this film. Is that all right with y'all? Yeah, sure. yeah. That's cool. So this movie released in 2001. Mm. It is a remake of the Frank Sinatra, Sammy Davis, Dean Martin original from 1960. In 2001, it was the fifth highest grossing movie. It pulled in $450 million worldwide. It was directed by Steven Soderbergh. It received 20 nominations, won four awards. That includes an Alma Award for Outstanding Supporting Actor in a Motion Picture for uh, Mr. Garcia, Andy Garcia. Um, and also a BMI Film Music Award uh, for David Holmes, who, who helmed score and music for, for the movie. This movie is contains what we would call a star-studded cast. Would you all agree? Yeah, 100%. 100%. So we have the likes of George Clooney, Brad Pitt, Matt Damon, Andy Garcia, Julia Roberts, Bernie Mac, rest in peace, Elliot mm-hmm. Gould, uh, Eddie Jameson, Carl Reiner, Don Cheadle, Scott Kahn, Casey Affleck. Listen. I'm gonna say this wrong, but I'm gonna try to get it right. You okay. got it. You got it. Shalbo Ken. I'm gonna let y'all figure out who oh. that is. Exactly. Um, 
yeah, super solid cast. Um, the kind of cast that you have to imagine was very expensive to put together. Would you? Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Just a couple of them. They're top four alone. Right <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, especially then. Yeah. You know what I mean? Twenty years ago, y'all. This movie is twenty yes. years old. Gosh. Twenty years ago, folks like Clooney and Damon, even still like Julia Roberts, were like those were super names. They hold a lot of cachet now, mm-hmm. but like not necessarily like in the same way they did then. If if there was an announcement that they were going to be in a new movie, you know what I mean, or something like that. Like mm-hmm. Clooney was damn near unstoppable. Yeah, jokes. What's the Yo. worst thing George Clooney ever did on film? Batman, my man. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, dog. Um, so let's talk about the plot a little bit. Um, having just been paroled, Danny Ocean played. You know, I listen. Let me just say. Impeccably, I I think Clooney plays this role impeccably. Agree. But Danny oh, yeah, Ocean it. wants to pull off the biggest heist in history. He wants to rob the Bellagio, the Mirage, and the MGM Grand mm. all at once for a payout of one hundred and sixty million dollars, and he's going to need some help to do it. Just a little. Um, we set in Vegas in 2001. Mm-hmm. Great time. I want to go around the horn. First of all, is there anybody who this was their first time seeing this movie? It was mine. Frosty, your first time Not seeing Not surprised. This movie. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I saw uh, Ocean's 8 before I saw this. Did you? Okay. Yeah. I mean, you know what? That's okay. Um, I'm very interested in hearing what your impressions of this movie are. But before I do that, what I want to find out from everybody else who had already seen it is, do you recall, did you see this in the theater when it first came out? Do you recall seeing it? And how did you feel about it then? Because I want to know if you feel any differently about it now. Um, Sin, I'll start with you. Uh, I most definitely saw this in the theater. <clears throat> and uh, to piggyback on your other question, one of the things I love about you know us with the movie club is going back and seeing stuff you haven't seen in so long. Because uh, I have not seen this movie in so long. It is one of my favorite movies of all time. So going back and sitting down and watching it again, I can say that I remember leaving the theater, loving the movie, and sitting down and watching it again, I still love this movie. I did. 100%. <clears throat> Jokes, how about you? Uh, I actually did see this in the theater. This would have been my first year in middle school when this came out. I think you were going to see movie you saw in the theater. I was um, <laughs> hey, me and my this was me and my dad. So yeah. um, dad was a fan. So it was like, hey, I, I want to go see this. Of course, George Clooney, like, even though it was the worst movie, like he was in Batman, and a lot of these other faces were just familiar to me from seeing other films. I was like, I want to go see this. And, you know, as a young kid, you know, seeing all this stuff unfold on screen, how they're trying to rob the bank was 
absolutely awesome. Yeah. Kind of my, my little young mind was like, wait, wait. So they went, they did this. And I'm like, and even nowadays, you know, when you watch it now, you know, it's real cool to think, like, y'all make this look very, very easy and make somebody try to do something stupid and be like, guys, let's go try to do this. Yeah. End up, end up like them three people in the movie that tried it. <laughs> and, <laughs> came, saw, and conquered. Domingo. Yeah. Did you see this in the theater when it first came out? Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple of times. Yes. And it still had the feel. Yeah, had the feel for it. You know, so okay. when I watch it again, going with this, um, I actually continue to watch on the other parts as well. And I've already seen the okay. original from the past, going to do that. So, yeah, the it still kept it up. Still was nice. Um, yeah. Great film. Mari, first run through. I want to I, 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 I talk about your your viewing situation. I think sometimes that is important. How did you view this? Mm. You didn't like sit down and view it on your phone or watch it on your laptop. You watched it on a TV, surround sound. How'd we do this? It was on my big screen. Mm-hmm. I was in my giant beanbag chair covered yeah, in my great. blanket. Mm. Uh, kitten kitten joined me for a good portion of it. Okay. Uh, so we just curled buddy. up and we watched it. Uh, super comfy like. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's it, it was exactly what I was hoping it was going to be. Okay. Uh, <laughs> what is that? What were you hoping for? Like, well, I, like I know what the premise of it is. They're they're doing a heist, but it's yeah. like there's so many levels to it because obviously it's a complicated heist to need this many people. Yeah. So the twists, the turns, the different ideas that are thrown around, like the the preparedness that they like had all these backup plans and mm-hmm. could come up with things on a whim. Obviously it's scripted, but like, it's just very fun yeah. and exactly what I want a heist movie to be like. Mm-hmm. Sure. So, yeah. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, you know, I want to tell you that <clears throat> I think the thing I find the most incredible about this movie is how it makes you root for the bad guys without even thinking about it. Yep. <laughs> like realistically, yeah. these dudes are all criminals. Yeah. They're, criminals. All, they're bank robbers. You know what I mean? And like on the top of doing that, they also managed to make you hate Andy Garcia, Andy Garcia. <laughs> who for all intents and purposes is just doing his job. And it's like stellar at his job too. Like he's incredible at his job. Super thorough, knows yeah, when yeah. where everything is. Like he's, you know what I mean? Like he settles all like, problems himself in his casinos, like hands on. Yeah. Bro, and I hate him. <laughs> what? I hate yes. him. Yes. You know what I'm it's like, like your face makes me wrong. mad looking at it in this movie. <laughs> There's there like the the writing of this film, and they didn't like rewrite this they they mm-hmm. basically stayed with the original screenplay from the 60s um you know obviously they had to change things out for like yeah because the ending you know, was technology different and that kind of whatever right <laughs> super different right yeah but like i wanna i wanna kind of get some feedback from you all about what you think it is that makes you root for the bad guy in this film i i 
I'm going to start by saying I think the, that the first thing is you don't feel like any of them are bad guys. Mm-hmm. No. I think that's the first thing for me. They're so, so suave. Yeah, right? Yeah. Because they're cool? Like, because they're yeah. dead and Yes, they, yeah. they are very cool. Like, kind of like the <laughs> definition of cool. And I just love that throughout the whole movie. It's... Like not aggressive, not not rude, or being yeah. dicks or anything like that. They just not like, like, like what cool you would expect a criminal to be. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, aren't they the best con artists though? Like, right? Hey, like, like they sell they selling it to us too. Yeah. So Correct. I would say up to that point, like I don't think any of them, other than Brad Pitt in a certain degree, I don't think any of them necessarily played like a Andy Garcia played let's say like a villain role per se beforehand. He's clearly the villain. Yeah. I, okay. Let's. <laughs> George Clooney and Brad Pitt, their characters essentially mastermind this whole thing, mm-hmm. right? Um, Danny Ocean and <laughs> Rusty Ryan, boy, I love that double alliteration. Hey, Brad Pitt could have been a, 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 a Marvel, Marvel character. character. <laughs> Rusty Ryan. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they kind of mastermind this whole thing. And the way the movie begins makes you feel like, you know, you see Clooney is up for parole. He sits down to talk to the parole board. You know, they're asking him questions to see mm-hmm. whether they're going to let him out and all that kind of stuff. And you immediately just, the way it's framed, you immediately view him as this down-on-his-luck guy. Right, like he's not a bad guy. He just things didn't go his way. You know what I mean, kind of thing. Um, and Clooney might have been the perfect person to play that role mm-hmm. in two thousand one. Just straight up, just like you know. Um, and once he gets out. And starts kind of, you know, trying to track people down. Not everybody, but especially him and Brad Pitt's character, Rusty, both seem like, like, <laughs> Brad Pitt's character is teaching celebrities how to play poker and when they should bet. And they're playing in these, like, high stakes clubs. And it's really weird because you have these people who are. It actually is the one piece of this film that, to me personally, feels like it's out of time because mm-hmm. they're with these celebrities who, like, right now are, like, the most <laughs> – they're, like, C-D-list celebrities. Yeah. But at the time, Topher Grace, Grace. – these people, You know what I mean? Like, they were super well-known, you know what I mean? Like, celebrity, A-list celebrity status. And so, like, now – like, I don't know. Like, Frosty <laughs> – as a person who's seeing this for the first time, did you even really get that from like what Brad Pitt's character was doing? Was that like he was teaching celebrities how to Yeah. Other than the fact that like somebody said it, like, hey, where's Rusty? And like it was like, oh well, last time I saw him, he was teaching celebrities how to you know what yeah. I mean? Like but these people were playing themselves. No, like if if they hadn't even said that he's teaching celebrities, like I would have figured that's what he was doing based off of like what he was saying. And like how he was interacting with them, like he's not really their friend. He's no. literally just there to teach them. And actually, that scene like threw me off when George Clooney eventually joins. Yeah, that whole thing. I was like, 
wait, is he is hustling he, them? Yep. Yeah, any con yeah. job. It like, felt like it, right? Rusty turn on them. Is that what's happening right now? Yeah. Is he saying these things so that they'll pay out? Like, yeah. Then I was like, Thomas. Oh, we got Thomas in the chat. Hey, what's up, Tom? It it um it did feel like the two of them have like a tumultuous relationship. Like they don't yeah. really like each other, but they know that the other one is trouble if they're together, kind of thing. Like they just yeah. did that really well. Um, yeah, like Domingo. Mm-hmm. Why why do we why do we like these characters? I think generally, you know. With the the fact that they were, you knew they were going to try to do like a heist, and evidently there was pretty much like a side thing about it. I just think rooting for the bad guy for me is always kind of like the easiest thing. Is one of the most lovable characters, but the fact I didn't think these guys, you know, people people want to get rich, you know, there were guys trying to come together to do it, just a bunch of friends that had worked together before. So yeah. I just think it's just it's easier to root for the bad guy in this sense because you feel like if they're the bad guys, it has to be somebody that's worse than them. So yeah, it's made it easy. Uh, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, it 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 makes me wonder whether or not like somewhere in the background they they just seem to do a really good job of the idea of like sticking it to the man. Like it's one hundred sixty million, and you're not even really gonna miss it. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. hey, come on. It ain't that bad, right? Like, is that right? I mean, they're insured. You know, to get to the man, right? Like, exactly. I don't <laughs> Thomas said, uh, we like it. It's a heist game. It's a heist against someone you hate. Yeah. Hey, right, but like, fair. But again, right, I get you. Andy Garcia. <laughs> It's, it's not doing anything job. wrong. Like, yeah, he's, like, he's, he's, like, he's just going to work on a random Tuesday. I mean, yeah, but he, like, he was kind of a he was kind of a bad guy for the things that he had done to people yeah. that tried to steal from him. This made him that way. I don't see that as being bad. Trying to steal from, hey, I, steal I, from I, me. Hey, I'm just saying, you know, <laughs> I'm gonna make your life a living hell. I, he's a, is, and look, as much as I enjoyed this movie and love like the convoluted but still relatively easy to follow nature of it and all of the things that are happening, story stacked on top of story, on top of this thing, on top of this thing. I feel like I'm most fascinated by how much I can't stand Andy Garcia's character. <laughs> and my man is just like, he just got him and went to work it's today. Face. He, I'm telling you, know, it's like, his he, face. He has a punchable face. He does in this movie. Like, I just feel he, like he always, is, always just like he has to stick up his ass walking around this movie. <laughs> but don't you kind of have to to protect one hundred sixty million dollars? I'm, I'm, I'm not saying. I'm not saying he doesn't. He just gives off that energy with dude. I and then he's right girls. There it is. Yeah. There it is. <laughs> That's what I feel like it really is. It's like Julia Roberts' character Tess just doesn't belong with him. Like, dude, you don't have any business. Like, why are you? How did you do this? You know what I'm saying? She's too tall for him. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Um. Yeah. It's it's it's. Is it the way that he treats her? It's the way I think it's the way we think he treats her. You know, knowing that that she's she was Danny's ex-wife, you don't know 
um, how they still feel about each other. There's a scene where when they run it back and he, when he slips the phone into her pocket, when he mm-hmm. gets close to her, you see her eyes close. Like she's waiting oh, yeah. for something like, okay, she still oh, has yeah. that feeling for him. But in the beginning, sure. you know, it didn't feel that way. So it's like, you kind of like, yeah, that's the ex-wife. You don't want to see him, see her with him. And you just like, okay, George Clooney's character is so lovable. And you know, he's the guy trying to stick it to him. Stuff like he? that. Yeah. So you, you want like, that. She hates him. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like that's the thing. Like she hates him. Like as 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 much as and again, it it could just be like that one line where basically he tells her like, yeah, but that doesn't mean that he's right for you. You know what I'm saying? Like, nah, you right. I don't want to see you with him. Hmm. You know what I'm saying or whatever. But like, regardless of how I feel about him, that doesn't mean he's right for you. You know what I'm saying? And so it's like, even though Clooney is technically the criminal, even though he's leading all these guys who are getting ready to steal all of this money, you do feel like he cares about her, right? And like, that maybe is the thing. And you do get the impression that Andy Garcia's character doesn't care about her right. at least not the way Danny Ocean Danny. cares about her but like Danny's like yep I made a mistake I messed up you know whatever still I know that dude's not really making you happy you know what so, I mean so look here in the, in the chat Mama Dor said normally she likes Andy Garcia but not in this movie <laughs> uh, and, yeah and I, I Thomas, love and Thomas says uh, he treats her like a prize nothing more she's a possession not unlike the, not unlike his casino Mm-hmm. I don't think he treats her like a prize, though. Like, he tr- he just treats her like, ah, uh, I can tap this later. But, like, he doesn't want to see, he doesn't want people seeing him with mm-hmm. her. Like, Cold. he doesn't want people, like, essentially knowing. Like, Not in, Well, no, I disagree. He wants everybody to know that she belongs she's mine. to him. Yeah. But, like. We can't be affectionate though. Nope. There's cameras. Yeah, right. that, like, that's just goes in for the kiss, and she's yeah, like, yeah, like, "I don't like." Like, really? Nope. Like, if that's your girl, there's like, cameras. There's cameras kiss. everywhere. Everybody knows yeah. y'all dating. Like, why is it such a thing? Um, I, you know, I, it's. I feel like for him, that would look like a sign of weakness. Yeah. Right, like yeah. to to everybody else who he puts this personification of never missing a beat, never slipping, never being distracted, right? And the moment you stop to have a kiss in this casino while you're on the job, because you're technically on the job, so you're really not supposed to be fraternizing, you know what I mean, or whatever, it makes you look like you're less than every other thing that you portrayed yourself as, right? Down to the, like, the list that's in your pocket, you know what I mean? Of of everything that's there. And she unfortunately falls into his schedule. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Instead of being a part of his life, she's just a part of the schedule. Is that? Yeah. No, it makes sense. Because yeah. yeah. he was late to dinner like twice, I think, in this genre. Like, at least to see her. It, it's Tony's fault, though. <laughs> at <laughs> least twice. Well, Matt, Damon, <laughs> no, Matt Damon followed him around. It was like, this is scheduled every day like clockwork. Right. And she's a part of his schedule every single day. Right. Like, she even has her own schedule. Like, 
they had it down to a science. She's going to come down the steps right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so even for her, she was living as part of that schedule. You know what I mean? Um, you know, but she had a job to do and she was doing that job within those premises, which also means that technically he's dating somebody that works in the facility that he is responsible for, which mm-hmm. also is a thing he's probably not supposed to be doing. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So he's the bad guy. He's not robbing the bank. He's not stealing money from the casino. Mm-hmm. He's just doing his job. And unfortunately, she comes off as being part of the job. So I hate him. <laughs> I hate him. We and I want to punch him in his face. <laughs> right, Zen? Yes. The punchable <laughs> face. <laughs> Easily. <laughs> One of the most punchable faces I've seen in a long time. Mm-hmm. Facts. Um, Let's run down some of the some of the some of the some of the characters. Listen, Domingo, I know you have a favorite character. In this movie, who's your favorite character? Who's your favorite heist member? Oh, that's it's kind of hard to say because I like I like all of them, with the exception of one okay. person. But he's not that bad in this movie. <laughs> but um, I mean, I got. You oh, know, you mean like as the actor? I'm not talking about the actor. I'm just talking about. Oh, the, I'm talking character. about as a character in the movie. He died, everybody oh, plays okay. their part, but he's my least favorite character in the movie. But at the end of the day, um, I'll probably say it's really Brad Pitt. Um, I got, I can't, I like their banter between him and Clooney, especially the part when it was, uh, mm-hmm. we need one more guy. I think we need more one guy. And Brad Pitt just sitting there like this. <laughs> so he ain't never moved. He's like, <laughs> never moved. But, not but it was there. Yeah, it was just, just one more <laughs> Clooney's talking to himself. Yeah. Their on-screen chemistry was yeah. impeccable. Like yeah. it just, it just is. Um, yes, yeah, so I would say Brad Pitt because he's, he's the coolest. I mean, well, that's kind of hard to say, but between the both of them, I'm gonna have to choose. I would choose Brad Pitt and Clooney, but if I had to go for one, I'm gonna say Brad Pitt. So Clooney, Danny Ocean's cool in this movie. His suave, his debonair, his always kind of being on point and knowing what to do under all circumstances is only tested by the fact that Tess is there, mm-hmm. right? Which, for me, again, it's been a long time since I've seen this movie. It's the ultimate plot twist. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's the ultimate monkey wrench thrown in. Because, like, Julia Roberts is on, like, the cover of the poster, and she doesn't show mm-hmm. up till like, halfway through the movie. <laughs> like, you don't see her at all. I was she waiting. I was like... I was like, what part does she play in this? Mm-hmm. Is she the last to be a part? No? What did you did you at some point, Frosty, did you think she might have been on the inside? Like she might have been helping them in some way? Did you ever get well, that impression? So I did when she was coming down the stairs and Matt Damon's character is like watching her and Clooney's like, Oh, yeah, I know her. I'm like, wait, oh no, uh, oh, Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, yeah, yes. Like, Sorry, Brad yeah. Pitt. Her name's I was like, Tess. Yeah. Like that's right. Yeah, when he was staring at her, I was like, maybe? And then she like walked right by him, and I was like, mm, what's happening? Yeah, that wonderful point of contention in this movie, of it being about her, and Brad Pitt, Rusty's character, having to pull Danny Ocean aside and be like, bro, 
I need to talk to you now. <laughs> I like, will bounce you know right me? now. <laughs> Jumps over here. Say it don't have nothing to do with her. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. <laughs> what you talking Test. about? Maybe oh, not all. Maybe not fully. I'll put your business out there right now. <laughs> what? Test? Isn't that right? Oh, man. I didn't even know. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, You know, and look. Again, like, the way that this film is like, like the internal importance of the heist and how the heist is going to go, the backup plans for how the heist is going to go. Rusty, like Brad Pitt's character telling Matt Damon's character, like, go follow him. Like, stay on top of him. Make sure he's not doing what I think he's doing because he's about to jeopardize this whole thing. Mm-hmm. And we ain't too deep. Yeah. And then backup plans on top of backup plans. Like it just her character being the crux. What I like about it is that she's not a damsel in distress. Which could very easily have been the route they ended up going. There's a little bit of it there. Right? Like it's like probably the end. Like, she doesn't know enough about what's good for her versus not mm. to, like, know that she shouldn't be with this dude. You know what I'm saying? Kind of thing. Um, But to an extent, Danny Ocean's character is there to save her. Mm. Like, that's what he wants. Now, it's, it's poised more like he's there to get her back yeah. than it is he's there to save her. But because I hate Andy Garcia so much in this movie, I'm going rob his ass. I feel like she need to be saved. <laughs> and here's the thing: they, it's not enough to just rob my man blind and clean and clear. It is the rubbing of it in your face. It's the I'm gonna call you. Yeah. <laughs> That's what, I, that's what I was like. That was I'm gonna sit in your casino on your slots. Yeah. Like, I you know I'm here, bro. This is the, this is the man. This is yeah. the man robbing you right now. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> hey, check your cameras. Mm-hmm. Here's how this going down. Exactly. And and like really putting the press on. I'm like, you can either lose this much publicly, or you can just lose it all. Mm. We don't got nothing to lose. And at that point, I was like. Hey, Hard, bro. Like, yeah. like, yeah. That's it's so smooth. Yeah. It's so smooth with it. You know, what? you can tell. It. Yeah, I thought of it was. Yeah, I thought it was even more funny when Tess walked up on him. He's like, "So, right, yeah. <laughs> still <laughs> right. going. Didn't lose the step. Like, yeah. Um. Now I will say yeah. that one scene, how he covers it. I'm like, and he really can't hear that on the other side of the phone. I'm just saying. Yeah, man. Hey, Listen, man, that was like, a simple thing. Huh? On a flip phone, bro. You, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Back that then, had an antenna on it. The reception ain't that good, bro. <laughs> 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 like, not, you know, you forgot what time period this is. Oh, <laughs> it was like the one of the first flip phones my man <laughs> had know? right there. Uh, yeah. Thomas, like, Gage, how do you feel about Andy Garcia's character? Mm-hmm. We already said we want to punch him in the face. Hey, dog, I want to punch that guy. I want to punch that guy so bad. Like, not even in the face, like in the throat. Like, I like, like, it's just like, it's like, it makes you want to see him lose. Like, I just, I just wanted to see him lose. That's all. 
Like there's something about it where you just look at me like, oh, you just think, man, you got, oh, you just think you so unstoppable. You about to get stopped today. I think a lot of us want that. I need all 11 of y'all to pull this off. Like, I'd be like, happy if they only got a million and they got away. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. 160, like, whatever. Like, but like, you know, to walk away with like 14 mils, that ain't, that ain't mm, bad. Ain't bad. Not at, Not at all. all. Not at all. Um, Jokes, did you have a favorite character? Uh, For me, it's just like, just like Domingo said, it's, it's rusty. Like, I feel like just his smoothness just throughout the whole entire movie was just so on point. Like, it didn't matter. Like, if an issue popped up, my man just said, no, nah, it's all good. We're just going to roll like this. If it was an issue, um, just being funny, like, it was just all it was just all supernatural. And, you know, when you're and when you're trying to play these roles, you know, you try not to overdo it. But I felt like where he found like where he found that level of playing Rusty was just perfect the whole the whole way through the film. Yeah. And just like he was talking on the phone to Andy Garcia, that whole time where he was just talking to him, like even though he knew they we knew there was gonna be another swerve or he knew that swerve was coming, my yeah. man was just chill. Hey, look, this is how it's gonna go. It's 160 million dollars in here. You're gonna let us walk out here with 80 of it. Ain't no if it's or we're gonna blow up all hundred and sixty. Right. It is what it is. We ain't got nothing to lose. What, what, what you gotta say about it? <laughs> Just mm-hmm. smooth the whole way through. And I don't think I've seen somebody else play a character as smooth as what he did with the Rusty character. Like yeah. it was just absolutely amazing. Um, yeah. Some other characters had some good moments, but definitely Rusty was the one that for me that's the one for you sold the whole way through. Mm. Sam, what about you? Oh, easy it was Rusty. Like this is this is this is back when Brad Pitt became my favorite actor. Like sure. coming off coming off of Fight Club, which is you know my favorite movie of all time. You know what I'm saying? Tyler Durden, shout out. But uh no, like I love Rusty for all the same reasons like that jokes and Domingo said, like like just smooth throughout the whole way, charismatic. Him and, and uh Danny Ocean, uh George Clooney's play off each other. They're they're just that that chemistry with them was just so magnificent every time they were on the screen, no matter what kind of conversation they were having. Like yeah. it was rusty hands down. Yeah, it was my favorite character in this. One hundred percent. And my man's awesome. style too. Uh, I would, I would, I mean, I would agree with all that. Hmm? Uh, I'd agree with all of them. Brad Brad Pitt's uh, rusty was was good. I also enjoyed the the scumbag guy, uh, rich guy that kind of teams up with them. Oh wow! Oh, Elliot Gould's character. Yeah, yeah I love yeah. Elliot Gould, man. The glasses is dope. Yeah, yeah. Hey. he played that Elliot. character so well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I want to tell you what I think man listen much as I love Bernie Mac and I love Don Cheadle I think Saul was my oh, favorite Saul. character <laughs> he was up there for me too A Slim cause I thought Slim was dying bro like I thought like, A Slim had a heart attack for them sweats right here right them now sweats. Yeah. Like, like, in the hotel room like yeah like dying, and I was like, "Wait, what's happening?" And then, like, it's oh. legit. What? Yeah. <laughs> the brothers were Marcus, I talked about. Man, they played. No they played like every character. They was the waiters. They was the lobby. Yeah, oh, they was every. They were so funny. <laughs> they were thorough. Hey, like again, after a while, I was like, "Dude, nobody recognized these two dudes. They just keep switching outfits and coming." No, in. right? They was. They was the when exemplary they the costumes in the elevator. Exactly. I was like, "No one's gonna think of this." <laughs> okay. Ah, they're getting the they're work like, done. Oh, we out. Somebody they're got you in the elevator there. again. 
I will say, um, Matt Damon's character had yeah. that one like born identity moment where he <laughs> went in, like he was supposed to stay in the van. Yeah, and he went in when they was going to steal like the EMP. Yeah, and, so and I was bad. like, he must be in there getting it, bro. Like, like this was like he came out the window like I'm getting out of this joint. Like I don't care. Like I don't care what one way or the other. I'm coming out of this joint. And the crazy part, he threw everyone. Yeah, he was, yeah. He was I, running. I, up I, I wasn't mad at him. <laughs> hey, he was running up the steps. Bro, I thought my man was going to end so up on the roof. The van, bro. Like, <laughs> if, I'd stayed, if I'd have stayed in that van with him, I'd have choked him out. So I had right. to get out of that van to do something. Right. I may not have gone in there like, let me just wait outside for them to get back or something, but Nah, my man uh, faked everybody. Like I, when he was running up the steps trying to go away, I thought my man was gonna end up on the roof. And it's I ended up like on the second floor, came through the window. Yeah. I was like, yo, where where did my man just just duck and dive these dudes? <laughs> he just figured out he had to get out of there. Again, like that that scene in particular is 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 one of my favorite scenes in the movie in terms of like the way it's shot because of the way the camera pans, like the camera pans him hopping out of the van going in the same place they go in he goes up and then the camera pans over and they're coming down the coming other down. side and walking out and i'm like oh hey dog it's classic you just missed it this is so scooby-doo right now like <laughs> like and the fact that it was very scooby-doo didn't even bother me you know what i mean like it was just that well put together and the fact that they was like i mean we gotta go and then they leave yeah and they like wait hold up where's Lewis? where is he mm-hmm. all right we gotta go back and i'm gonna tell you right now he would have got left I knew he was gonna say that. Bro, I would have told all four of y'all, if you ain't in this van when I get in this van, you staying where you at. Mm. All that you get, like if you get caught, you get I I get you shanked in prison or whatever it is, bro. You're not snitching on me. Like you, mm. like I told you to stay in the van. Like I like he'd have gotten that joint, and he would have got the sternest talking to you. Hey, he was going I for told it. you stay in the van. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. I got it. You were supposed to be babysitting them. You know what I'm saying? Like I left you in here on purpose for a reason. Yeah. When they get back, they're sitting, they're sitting in the elevator going, I'm not talking to Rusty, just like okay. Yeah, you, <laughs> hear that, you hear that line come back and everyone says, Man, listen, you lose step one time in this business. <laughs> and it came back with the batteries, Jones. I thought that was hilarious. You you get batteries? <laughs> you, you, you lose a step. <laughs> I want. I want to. Let's talk a little bit. A little bit about the music mm. in this in this movie, because again, they did win an award mm. for the for the for the music in it. Um, I think that the way that this, the way this movie is cut and edited, the way they edit going from like one person doing their piece of it to the mm. next person with the music in the background and like the the like narration over top of like what's happening. And I love how, even though they're doing it and they're basically telling you everything that's happening, you're missing a whole lot of what's actually happening. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot that's going on that they just don't... One of the things that's, that's incredible about the way the movie is done is that I feel, again, part of the reason why I feel like we love these villains, they are the bad guys. Let's not, you know what I mean? Let's not twist this. They are the bad guys, but we're in on it. Like, we know everything that's going on. So we're a part of the heist. You know what I'm saying? Like, the way that it's shot and the way that they talk to you, the way the narration happens, like, you know what's going on and you're in on everything. And so it's like, as you see Andy Garcia getting outsmarted, as you see Clooney get pulled off the job and he's supposed to be in this office getting beat up, but really that's his man in there, you Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying, or whatever, like, 
you're in on the whole thing. And so you feel like you're a part of it. And the music does such a great job of like playing that slight piece of the background that just mm. makes you feel like they maybe even hear their own heist music playing Probably in the do. background. <laughs> maybe hear the same music you hear as it's happening. Um, I just think it's so smart because when it turns out you don't know everything, it's a real moment for you as a viewer because they've essentially let you in on everything else. Like you felt like you were a part of it the whole time. And yet the wool is still being pulled over your own eyes. You know what I'm saying? A little bit. And it's happening right in front of you. Literally just like it's happening to Andy Garcia's character. Yeah. Um, how do you guys feel about like just the way that the film is shot and, and, and the music? Uh, that 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 they use in in the background for the school. I think clean is probably honestly is probably the best one of the best words that you can use to describe it. Just like you said, like transitions from way everything was moving, the music, the the tempo of the music to what it was action wise, whatever was unplaying, it just all melded so well together. If we were getting to that point where it needed to be a little more. Uh, a little more enthusiastic that 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 beat in the music would pick up a little bit as we get into it but they thought they were going to get caught it started picking up a little bit when they needed to be a little little more quiet they were doing a little more stealthy the music came down along with it as well or it just it just went away like when um george clooney and matt damon were in the elevator or in the shaft waiting to jump down like the music pretty much just came all the way down until the power went out Mm-hmm. And then it was like very subtle as it came back when they jumped, went all the way down and then the music came back. Right. So I thought, I thought the way that it was executed in place, like, and I know that that's, that's time. Like some people won't take that extra time. Like, Hey, yo, let's just throw this track in over top of it. Whatever it is. Just, just let it play. Folks want to love it. But this took the time to like, Hey, look, we have to put this music together, listen to it. And then we're going to kind of plan out the way this scene is going to go. And so it'll go in time with it and just create this whole package of a presentation versus just pieces of an element. Yeah. Yeah. Did anybody else get like a little nervous when they sat the briefcase on top of my man, Yam, when he was in there? I think when I first saw it in the theater, I did. Yeah. He was like, Oh, come on. You know what I mean? Like, come on. Another monkey rich in the plot. Come on now. You're in on it. They're watching the whole thing. They've tapped into it. They're watching the whole thing. They're taking bets on whether or not my man going to make it. I did like that. Everybody coming back to the room afterwards. I got 10 on on that right now. 20. (laughs) It just, again, you, you feel like you're in on it. Like, you're a part of the whole, you are the 12th member of the Oceans team. You know what I mean? Technically. Um, and they Tom didn't come in at all. Tom said, "When the jokes get so deep." Hey, um, <laughs> I, I love this movie, and <laughs> I love this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Facts. Facts. Um. Oh man, when my man uh, Yen's hand got stuck. Yeah. Uh, yeah. My heart was like, "Oh my god!" The drama, right? That they just created, like the music, it was just tense. The way they were zooming on my man trying to get his hand out. You look at them on the other side, like, what's wrong with this thing? In the countdown. This joint isn't working. Hey, bro. Checking the batteries. That was funny. That was hilarious. Batteries. That was hilarious. Like, I guess that could be, that could be what it is. Boom. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Um. All right, look. 
Frosty, do you have a favorite moment from this movie? Ooh. Um, I don't know. I hadn't, I hadn't really thought of like it in terms of like favorites. So, I mean, nothing really stands out to me as being like, oh, that's, that's the moment. Cause it's all so good. Yeah. It was so entertaining and so memorable all throughout it. I mean, I, I have a terrible memory, so I did forget certain things, but that's cool. It's overall like just, it's an entertaining ride. So I, I just don't, I can't pick a favorite. Like I can't. Okay. I think that's fair. Hey, Sin. Yo. Is this a perfect movie? Ooh, I'm not perfect. asking you, is it, is it perfect? I'm not asking you, is it 10 out of 10? Is this a perfect movie? Yes. Okay. I'm not going to ask you to back that up right now. We'll deal with that in a moment. Domingo, you got a favorite moment from this movie? I feel the same thing like Frosty. I can't really uh, narrow it down. I'll probably say one of my favorite parts is actually when um, they recreate the part and he walks in there as a cop and he says, all right, let's pack up blue team. Let's go. And when you leave, he's like, okay, sounds like Brad Pitt. Not really sure. Mm. And then mm. basically when he walks out and he flips the helmet up, like, okay, mm-hmm. that's how y'all got out with the money. Good plan. Mm-hmm. Good plan. So it's, it's that part. And um, another favorite part is, um, I guess when everybody comes together and they're explaining the plot, there's always like that Mission Impossible moment. Can it be done? Yeah. But they're telling you everything that makes it that we can't get done. But definitely when right. they get out with the money, because that's like, I would never thought about that when they called the cops. How they going to get out? But when he lifts that hood up and he walks out and he gets that little smile and you see the bags, it's like, mm, that's a wonderful feeling right there. Yo. Like they did it. Yep. It's over. Yeah. Marcus, Marcus in the chat said his favorite moment is when Ocean mm-hmm. meets up with Rusty and they hustle the Hollywood actors. Okay. I dig that. Good. I like- I, I, again, I dig that. Again, I, I that's one of those things where, like, realistically, none of those actors really mean anything now. And so, like, if you don't really know, like it, it could fall really flat. At the same time, it could just be that Brad Pitt is stuck teaching people how to bet on poker, and they're not necessarily really somebody special. You know what I'm saying? Um, I do like Topher Grace. Like, like, ah, you know what? It's this new thing where we can pay you like this. Mm-hmm. No, sir. no, sir. <laughs> no, sir. Yeah, no. He didn't even say a word. He just, he just gave me a look like. Yeah, hey. exactly. I the same way, work, the same way when Clooney said, own. "Do we need another person?" Yeah, man. He didn't say a word. Hey, dude, you know what I mean? That scene was so hilarious to me. It's, that it's might be straight. my favorite moment. It, it's that moment. I might, yeah, I might have challenged you on that one because I was like sitting here like this dude ain't saying nothing. Should get another man. Yeah, we should get another man. You think we should get another man? Yeah, yeah, we'll yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he just it is it's it is all him because he's not even looking at Brad Pitt. You know what I mean? Like he don't he doesn't even look and ask him. He doesn't turn to him. He, he doesn't blink. see a gesture or whatever. <laughs> right. But it's like, but he's reading the room. You know what I'm saying? Like your non-answer is clearly an answer. <laughs> right. Jokes. Yeah. I got, is this I got movie t- perfect. I'm, yes, I'm, I'm I'm putting yes out there. Okay. Okay. A straight up yes. You got a favorite moment? Uh, I got two. Um, one was a little bit early on in the film. Uh, Don Cheadle. So, you know, he was like that the, the bomb expert or whatnot ever. And when they were first formulating, the pl- uh, formulating his plot, 
And mm-hmm. when the other building got nuked behind him, he was sitting in the hotel room putting the stuff together. And he's just like, wait, what? And then everything went out. And then, he, and then afterwards, that next thing was like, yo, we screwed. And he just <laughs> tries to go into the whole entire thing with them. And they didn't understand what it was. What, what, he was talking about? what are you saying right now? <laughs> that joke. And then, yeah. and then the second joke was Saul. So after my man then died, and then when they watched him, they just come back. Oh, that is so sexy. Like, my man is yeah, supposed yeah. to be dead. <laughs> yeah. It just comes out of nowhere with that. Straight up, man. Um, okay. Let's go around the horn. I, I'm, I'm going to just jump out there and say everybody obviously would recommend this movie, right? 100%. Okay. Um, are we prepared to give this movie a grade? What are we doing, Grace? I don't, I don't think we've ever done I'm, I'm just I'm good for it. Are, are we prepared? Throwing, throwing the curveball out there. <laughs> I'm good for it. That's what I do. Are we prepared God. to give this a grade? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. okay. Everybody's on. Everybody's in there. All right. Jokes, you first. I, I give this a solid A. Like, okay. as its own movie. Like, even without, like, we know there's a 12 and a 13 and an 8. This joint was was confined to being one movie. If they never did anything afterwards for it, I necessarily wouldn't been upset. I think this was a complete package. Um, I think everybody executed the roles that they needed to do to make this whole entire thing add up to one entire piece. I I am solid at a at an A for this movie. I dig it. Same same what they talking about in the chat. Kind of crazy uh, we getting out of that. We, we got Thomas with a nine out of ten, and we got Marcus okay. with an A plus. Okay, okay, Domingo. Um, I would give it an A. I mean, like I said, the mark of a good movie for me is like a good restaurant. You know, the food, the smell, and then the taste that goes that. <laughs> so this part, the music though, I mean, it didn't really hit me as hard as three did. Three is like, oh my god, that music is incredible. But in a silo. This is before I, three came I out. Know, three never I came know. out. I know. It's, I know it's tough. It is but tough. in a silo. Cause I, Cause I was trying not to do that today. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna give it an okay. A. I'm gonna give it an A. Frosty. Solid A. Yeah. An a. This thing is scoring really, really well. <laughs> Sin. Yo, yo. Graded. An A. Yeah. An a. Yeah, the acting, you know what I'm saying, the casting, the everything about this, the music, the, the the score, how they placed it, you know, everything coming over this, it's it's A-worthy. Definitely A-worthy. This is far from my favorite movie. But this joint is perfect. There's nothing about this movie I don't like except Andy Garcia. Andy Garcia. And I'm not supposed to like <laughs> that face. I'm in the face. Hey, not to mention he walked like Vince McMahon in this joint too. My man, my man got the arm, the arm swinging when he's he walking though. through the hall. He's <laughs> short. Right. You see the camera push him down a flight of push him down a flight of steps to me go. Straight up. He's short. The 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 idea that generally I do like Andy Garcia and I like all the characters that he plays, and that in this I just am like but I think that's a test to like how good of an actor he is. That's like exactly like when you watch somebody at. on screen and you hate them, you know what I mean? Job. Like, they're doing a great job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So yeah, I, I um 
Yeah, I, I, I want to say that I, I honestly believe whoever the casting director was, whoever chose these people and put them together, mm. the chemistry between this entire cast On is point. some of the most top-notch. Like, for a movie that has an all-star cast and isn't like a drama of some mm-hmm. sort, you know what I mean, or whatever. Um, it just, it, it just, it freaking works. It just works. Every part of it works. And you know, y'all know me well enough to know that when I watch something like this, the first thing I do is start poking holes in theories. Mm-hmm. Like, All day. You can't do that. That's not how that happens. M- you can't Michelle, get away with, you know what I mean? Like, that's who I am. M- Michelle in the chat is mad at us about talking about Andy. Uh, and she also said he's so versatile. Hey, we're not talking bad about he's him. Like him. honestly, this is talking good about. He's the, the only way. person that got an award <laughs> at all. He got a best yeah. supporting actor award for this movie. And once again, out of all of them, we all want to punch him in the face, but he technically did nothing wrong in this movie. He, he was a good guy. That's <laughs> yeah. what I'm saying. Like that's again, I think that is a testament to the writing. I think mm. it is a testament to the directing and the editing. I think it is definitely a, a, a you know a testament to again just the, the chemistry between okay. characters. B- Bernie Mac's time on screen is so him and Matt Damon. <laughs> oh, that scene was great <laughs> with Andy Garcia. It is so clutch. It, it is. is so clutch. Like I cried so hard last. I don't know if I missed him that much. Like, like, yeah. Well, back then, we just go, you know, yeah, the events were colored. That's Matt turned and looked at him like, but hey, but Matt realized he he messed up. He, he as soon as he said that, he's like, oh, like, here's yeah. it's, listen, it's one of those things where it's like Matt Damon's character in that moment is so nervous about having to do this because he's never done this before, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like Bernie's like, I got you, dog. I'm yeah. gonna get you through, like yeah. I'm gonna walk you through this. I'm gonna make you so I'm gonna make you so uncomfortable for real. Like it's gonna work. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like it just and it worked. Like it just again that the the, the chemistry between brilliantly all of these characters is so again even the like the very small short moments between Julia Roberts and George Clooney, Tess and like just at the restaurant the, those very minuscule moments. That was the, a great the, interaction too. You know, like the brothers arguing, you know what I mean, with the balloon blocking the camera and all that kind of stuff. Like every single moment it is just so well done. It's shot so well. It's executed so well that I think it's I a perfect movie. Like George Clooney and uh, Andy Garcia, that first conversation where they have with Tess at the table, I thought that mm-hmm. was a great conversation between It's the two. so clear. That was beautiful. It's a full on threat with no yeah. threats being made. Yes, yeah. it was great. It's so clean. Man, Garcia hit him with the you just got it out of jail, from what I understand. Like, yeah, just passed I'm through. like, yup. Yup. <laughs> yep. It was so clean. Sure there was so much being said in that scene <laughs> without it being said. It was perfect. It, it, it was perfect. Um, we highly recommend it. Yes. Everybody in the club gives it an A. Yeah. All the admins yep. do anyway. Yeah. Um. Listen, we're gonna have a brief conversation about this outside of here. Um, in the Patreon. So for those of you who are patrons of ours, you can go to the Patreon and you'll be able to check this out shortly. Whenever jokes does the work, whenever jokes gets it done, 
that's when it'll be done. Um, we're going to have a brief discussion over on that side. I want to thank everybody for hanging out with us. I want to thank all the admins for hanging out with us. We're going to go around the horn one more time. I'm going to start with you, Domingo. Tell everybody who you are, where they can find you, how they can follow you. Yo, um, Domingo underscore fresh on Instagram. Um, mm-hmm. Find me there. That's pretty much the best place to go. Okay. Frosty? Frosty Britches on everything. That's Frosty with Britches a with a Z. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, jokes? Yes, sir. So at New Joker 89, that's N U J O K E R 89, and that is everywhere. Got it. Sin. Yeah, y'all can hit me up uh, at Sincere619 across all socials, except for TikTok. Just swap that I with the L. You can find me over there on TikTok if you want to. I'm just going to suggest you don't follow him on TikTok unless you want to see him dancing. Don't don't hype people up like that. Uh, (laughs) Don't hype people up like that. Hey, listen, before I tell y'all how to follow me on social, I want y'all to just, just special shout out to Marcus for the beats and beatdowns, man. Listen, I swear it's coming. I swear it's coming. You just keep pushing. You keep asking. I swear it's coming. Just keep applying pressure. Just keep applying pressure. You know Every what I'm saying? Week. We'll uh, I'm Gage. You can follow me across social media at Empty Shells, the letter M, the letter T, S-H-E-L-L-Z, like Frosty Britches, with a Z. Uh, you can follow the entire crew at Loading Snacks. That makes it easy. Uh, thank y'all for hanging out with us here in the movie club. We appreciate y'all for listening and for watching. We're out. Tools and lose.